It's go time. It's go time. It's here. It is... The new year. The new year. Yeah. What is it? It's January 10th today? January 10th. A lot of shit has gone down in the world, but you know what? I forgot about <laughs> all that shit until you just reminded me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. You know what? It's not here. We're, it's just normal new year. Just pretend it's like 20... I don't know. 2013, 2014. Yeah, I'm sure there was plenty of stuff going on then, but nobody in our social circle cared because we were all too young to care. I feel like I'll always remember 2008. Oh, yeah. Because of like Obama and I was in high school as a freshman. Mm-hmm. I'll remember 2016 because Trump and just the rise of hearing his name every single day <laughs> from that point on. He's the only person in my whole life that I've heard his name every single day. Yeah. Kind of scary. He's you can't avoid him. I have I have his name blacklisted on like my Google Chrome and like my phone. And then I'll just get a text. Hey man, look at what Trump did. And I'm like, are you know, serious? Stop. Are you serious? Make it stop. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> this new year. Uh everyone hated 2020, which I barely understood. I guess the year really had nothing to do with it, to be honest. But 2021, you know, it's not over. It has just begun. This is a really dark start to this podcast. But you know what? It's fitting because today <laughs> on The Lazy Opinion, the podcast that you're listening to with my name's Essen and that's Sana over there. Hello. We're doing Wonder Woman, 1984. 1984. This might as well be the cherry on top of 2020. I guess so, yeah. Because <laughs> of the, the shit sandwich or the the poop sunday at the end of every year around christmas season there's always a big blockbuster so this was the blockbuster for 2020 and uh it fits i feel bad saying that it's bad when you look at all the elements of like the marketing and the art and the acting and the actors and all these other things maybe not the acting but there's so many good ingredients going into this into this movie cake imagine having 50 chefs trying to make one cake I feel like that would be this movie. It was a big movie, though. I think we're ready to get into your summary. A little summary here. Wonder Woman 1984. And as the title describes, this takes place in the 80s. Basically, the earlier movie took place in uh, World War I. So we're fast forwarding time. Wonder Woman has to basically deal with a guy named Maxwell Lord. And he is kind of like this uh, 80s typical businessman who uh, acquires a wishing stone and he becomes a stone. He wishes for everything in the world, and Wonder Woman has to stop him. The end. The end. That's it. I the the reviews on this movie aren't bad. No, they're pretty standard. There's it's average. But I just thought it was so much worse, dude. I think it's because how boring it was. No. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. So if we want to launch into what we like and didn't like about this movie, yeah. Well, let's start with what we did like first. Yes. Let's start how about with what that? We liked. So, what did you like about this movie, Essen? Obviously, Pedro Pascal. Oh my gosh, yes. Mm -mm -mm. That dude's my real man. I have a lot of men. In your movie watching life? In my movie watching life, Pedro (laughs) Pascal is like literally, he's either tied with Robert Pattinson. A little bit beyond. I don't know. Maybe like a, nah, dude, no, they're like tied. Not yet. Not yet. I would say Bobby Pattinson, (laughs) the, the, the roles are a little bit more diverse. I feel like he just has a little bit more edge to his acting. Whereas Pedro, I feel like, I don't think he can like let go of himself. Like every time, just because his voice is so, not, I, want, I don't want to say iconic, but like distinctive. Distinctive, yeah. Yes, his voice is so distinctive that every time I hear Pedro Pascal, I'm like, oh, that's Pedro Pascal. Whereas 
when I like Robert Pattinson changes his voice all the time. You know what I mean? When I watched Mandalorian, when I first started watching it, I didn't know it was Pedro Pascal as the Med- Mandalorian. Really? And before that, I had seen him in Game of Thrones as Oberyn Martell. Oh, yeah. So, he was definitely Pedro Pascal as Oberyn Martell. But once he put that Mandalorian helmet on, he had a very standard, clean American accent almost. And I guess... Really? I, I didn't realize that was him. Dang. I-, I knew literally the first line he said, I was like, hold on a second. Is that fucking Pedro Pascal? I think it's also because I watched him in Narcos. You know, I don't know how many episodes it was. Eight, 10, 12, I don't know. But I get to hear his voice the entire time because he was one, he was the supporting actor for that throughout the whole show. So I was able to like really get familiarized with him. Whereas with Game of Thrones, I think he was only in like, I don't know, what, like three, four, five episodes? Yeah, but he I loved the episodes that he was in. Oh my God. Remember when his face got smashed? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I was watching it with somebody on like Skype or whatever back in the day. We were just watching this show. When, when the scene started coming up, we were both like, yeah, l- let's go Viper. Yeah, get him. And then we were just like, wait a second. Wait a second. And then, no. <laughs> and then just like, oh my God, we both started screaming. I think everyone had that same reaction. Man. Oh, yeah. See, Game yeah. of Thrones had some banger moments. Yeah, most of those earlier seasons were great. Back to, um, yeah, Pedro Pascal, <laughs> one thing I loved about the movie. Second thing is the the art direction of the marketing materials are yes. so cool. Ooh, oh, my the God. The movie posters. Yeah, like the, all that rainbow the, All that, shit. that color stuff. Oh, I loved it, too. Dude, yes. The fucking, like, rainbow and, like, the poster looks cool. I want that poster in my room. That's how cool it is, yes. Dude, Especially when you see Wonder Woman in her gold outfit. Yes, the and gold then, like, with, outfit. Ooh, yes, for sure. Oh, my God. I'm looking at it right now. It's just, It's sick. You know, it's it's interesting. I was watching the movie and thinking, man, a lot of these fashions are back today. I loved the shoulder pad work. I love that scene where, you know, we were talking about the perfume commercial vibes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. When Wonder Woman and Steve are together at night in front of the, in the National Mall uh, between, is that what it's called? Between the- Yeah, it's called the National the Mall. The yeah. Lincoln, yeah. So, they're just there at night and it really looks like a perfume commercial. I like that. I liked it. It was really great. The costuming was great. I'm like, okay, the costuming was great. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She just looked beautiful. Dude, and uh man. Is that an Israeli name? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't I mean I don't know Hebrew. Oh shit, I don't know it either. Damn. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> oh man, we don't know Hebrew. <laughs> oh man. Because I that's guess what you're quit. expected to know. <laughs> uh, I guess we're done. I guess see you we're later, done. Guys. We don't <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, so yeah, she was very attractive. Makes anything that she wears looks look amazing. She looks otherworldly. She looks really elegant. And that's probably why Kristen Wiig's character was very jealous of her. Yeah. And felt really insecure around her and wanted to be her. Good, good casting for the Wonder Woman part. Yes. What do you think about Kristen Wiig's casting as Cheetah or Barbara Minerva? No, I couldn't care for it. I think that that should have been like a random actor, like someone we didn't know. Uh, I mean, it just I think it could have been someone not Kristen Wiig. I'm not saying that Kristen Wiig should stick to comedy, but like, I think that if you're trying to, if you're a movie producer and you're trying to get star power to like make your movie popular, casting Kristen Wiig should be like, you should think about doing that in a comedic role. But I think maybe they were trying to inject a bit more comedic elements into this movie because Marvel does that, right? There's a lot of comedy in every Marvel movie scenes that are very like, you know, clever and people laugh in the audience and... I think maybe DC was trying to go with that. Did you laugh once during this movie? No, of course not. Even Kristen Wiig could have made me laugh. Did she even tell say any jokes? Was she supposed to be funny? 
No, she was just doing her normal, like, you know, when she, like, acts, like, really awkward and, you know, being silly. Oh, yeah. You know, she does that. She was doing she that in this movie, too. She does awkward. Awkward. And that's why she was great in Bridesmaids. Amazing. But Bridesmaids was funny, dude. Her, the awkwardness was funny. Yeah, and it was great. But but that's the thing. Barbara Minerva was supposed to be awkward as well. Awkward, but not funny. She also just kills a dude in cold blood in the middle of the street. Yes. Hilarious much. I'm sorry. Yeah, so funny, so funny, so empowered. Such an empowered female. Oh my god. We're supposed to be stick things we like. What what do we like? Chris Pine. Oh yeah. Great. Great guy. Beautiful eyes. He looks old as shit in this movie compared to like Star Trek. How old is he? I don't know. I'm looking but... He is 40. That's not even that old. He looked like he was about 40. He looked like he was 78. No, he didn't. Did you see <laughs> the gray hair, gray hairs, and his wrinkles? People? Oh Good my god. god! You have a you have a misunderstanding about how aging and what happens when you age. Like how he that looked occurs. Like my geriatric grandfather. When you are thirty, you're going to start noticing some slight fine lines, and they're not going to improve as you age. So just wait for it. This dude was a literal leather bag. Of a face. He did look like he should have, like, probably drank some water before each set. It looks like they added makeup to make him look older. Maybe they did. Because I'm looking at pictures of him on Google Images right now, and he looks fine. Even, like, his older gray hair. Mm-hmm. He looks great on these Google Images. What the hell happened in this movie? Maybe they were trying to make him look old because he was from World War One. Oh, that kind of makes sense. And he came back. But then, I don't know. That still doesn't make any sense to me. It still doesn't that wouldn't... make any sense. Dude, Star Trek, did you watch the... I never watched any of them except for the first one. I watched the first one. Movie That's was, it. That movie was great. Chris Pine was great in that one. But that came out in 2009 or 10, right? So that was, that was like 10 years Dude, ago. Dude, it's been... Yeah. <laughs> That's, I think... You know what? I think that's what it is. The last time I saw this guy was 10 years ago. And I look at him now. I'm like, good God, what happened to you? Well, there you go. Lay out the cigarettes, man. Yeah, it's like he went on like like every night of production. He probably went on like an alcoholic binge. And so he woke <laughs> so up the next day and, and filmed. And then he's like, oh, man, like probably what's happening. Your skin's drying out. If he was listening, if he was listening to this right now, he'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I've been working my ass off drinking so much water and like eating right and working out. And this is how you treat me. Honestly, Chris Pine, you're beautiful. OK, it doesn't really matter. OK, all these things that we're saying do not even hold a candle to how beautiful he actually is. That's true. I mean, he can be 405 and he'll still look better than my 27-year-old ass. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Chris Pine. We love you. Because, dude, okay, let's be real. Chris Pine was the most beautiful person in this movie. As beautiful as Gail Godot is, I don't know how old she is. She's super beautiful. But Chris Pine literally looked like he smoked 40 cigarettes and drank no water before every single take. And he still was the star power, the like beautiful human of the movie. You know what I'm saying? I agree. What else did we like? Robin Wright. I always love Robin Wright. I always so love seeing Robin Wright do anything. I think that she can do no wrong in movies and in shows. And she shows this again. She just kills the game. Every time she comes on screen, she, she's killing the game. For sure. I like the the little kid, like the poor little son. Of Maxwell Lord. Alistair. 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 I like that name. And the kid's like in the, he's, dude, that kid got so fucked at every single moment he could, like, got left alone. 
he got told to shut up. Yeah. And, uh, dude, fucking Pedro. And like, he's like busy as shit. And his like, one of his like 50 like assistants walks up. And he's like, hey, uh, you got Alistair Stare this weekend. He's like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah. and, and then his kids right like right there like watching him like just God that's like so like uh, traumatizing for the child and he got left in the middle of the street and I I think the kid saved his life because the kid was like uh, I wish for your greatness right yeah and at the end of the day he got his wish because then he got to be Pedro uh, what's his name Maxwell got to be an honest dad which was great which is a good message for the movie guys mm-hmm. if you want to be great just Love the people that you're supposed to love. And I think things will work out after that. Yes, that's it. Yeah, let's rip this movie apart now. Let's, let's trash this garbage, okay? First, I think the first thing we should kill is the pacing slash length of this movie. Ugh. Oh my God, I wanted to die watching this. Uh, we uh, watched it together, right? And yes. so I think there at one point we paused the movie to go like do something, like go get food, some food or whatever. And... Uh, there was still an hour left. Oh my god! It's like three hours. And it felt it? like we had, yeah, but it felt like the movie was had been three hours to begin with. They just spent so long on people doing nothing. I felt like, yeah, a lot of talking for an action. I mean, if it's a superhero movie, we expect a reasonable reasonable amount of action, and you can really divide this movie into three parts. There's the beginning part. Diana is on the island of whatever the, the Amazon island. Yeah. And she's a kid and she's like, you know, she's in that competition. That was cool. And then there's this middle hour and a half. And then there's the end of the movie where we get all the action again. I think Kristen Wiig, I think her character can just be cut out of this movie. That's two villains. I and mean, we already had Maxwell Lord. All she does is she uh, gives Maxwell the stone, which could have been done in any other way. Yeah, he could have literally snuck into the office himself. But at the same time, it I get that her character is supposed to show like what uh, getting everything you want does to you, you know, mm-hmm. or like the stone takes away when when it gives. But yeah, but Diana did the same thing. She like, wished, at, yeah, exactly. He, Everyone she else wished got for that Steve treatment. to come back, uh, Chris Pine's character, and and she started losing her powers because of it. So I think that was perfectly illustrated there. Yep, I would delete Kristen Wiig. I would um, delete a bunch of the travel scenes plane rides and walking and driving and riding stuff and like god damn like bro just <laughs> get to the next spot some and some weird things plot wise that are problematic in my opinion were uh the um steve coming back in general was problematic to me he takes over someone's body and i'm and they're like this person's apartment oh look at this person's stuff and they're like in his apartment and it's like what happened to that dude whose body took over? Is this for real? They're like, literally fucking on his bed, bro. <laughs> Yo, he got raped. Yo, he got raped. For real. His body did. His body. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, dude, imagine taking someone else's body and then just fucking everybody and then leaving it. Yeah. Dude, that is fucking rape, bro. Yeah. You just better hope that the people that he screwed didn't have any diseases. Like you wake up again in your body again and you're like, whoa, like, why is that there? Like, why am I itching? <laughs> yeah. Why am I itching? Where, where's all my stuff? What where's did I everything? do? What happened for the past week? It's been a month. What's going on? Imagine you just living your life and then someone just takes over your body. And I, I guess I go to sleep for a little bit. Like what happens to you? Yeah. They need to make a movie from his perspective. Did you watch Get Out? No, I didn't. I, oh, my God. I know. I, I hate you. 
where is his soul when his body is taken over? Is it watching Chris Pine do all of this stuff? Like, is he just screaming? Is he just like, what's happening to me? I can't control my body. Is that what's happening? At the end of the movie, you see Chris Pine's gone at this point. Remember that ending scene and it's snowing and Wonder Woman or Diana's just walking through the snow and she sees that guy. Yeah. And they kind of look at each other. So he knew? And it's kind of implied that she might, well, I don't know. Or Either maybe he, he just I mean, thought or that she was attractive. She's, or she's just hot. So he's going to look. I think that's what it, duh. So that's yeah. it. That's, that was, we were that just was talking weird. about how hot she was. Why would, why would his character not think she's hot either? So then why would she get with him? Because she knows his body now. <laughs> this is fucked up. He probably had like brain damage or some shit. Well, you know what? The thing is, technically, with the stone at the end of the movie, like the stone is vanquished or whatever the hell happened. But anyway. So it was like reversed? Yeah, everything was reversed, so it's fine. You can't undo those memories. That's true. I want I to know what happens. Like the Sultan or whatever that sells, what sells all the oil to or gives all the oil to Maxwell Lord. And then he had like walls erected around that city. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder like what happens. All the walls are gone. Everything's gone. Dude, those walls must have killed like at least 100 people or something. Yeah. It like, like smashed up. Like the cars were on top. Dude, there's so many messed up things. I, I don't know if this movie was meant to be as murdery as it like. Was it supposed to be? I feel like a lot of people died. A lot of people just died and it was like kind of nonchalant. My least favorite death was that dude was like a creep sexual harass guy but for him to just get fucking gunned down in the street by Kristen Wiig I mean I wouldn't have mind seeing her like kick his ass kicking his ass is great but once it got to the point where she killed him I think they should have left him like like he got beat up and then he's like crying his bloody nose and he's like I'm sorry Ugh. like he sh- that, that should have been the max yeah and then and then he learns his lesson he learns his lesson like oh maybe I shouldn't mess with random women because you never know they might randomly have powers and beat me up <laughs> and like kick my ass <laughs> Honestly, I thought like in today's world, you know, with all the feminist movements and everything like that, I thought there would be like maybe Wonder Woman and Cheetah later on in the movie would finally team up and be like strong women together. But it just ended up being like the typical female being jealous of another and wanting what she has, that whole trope. That kind of sucks when you put it like that. All Wonder Woman wants is Steve back. Even though That's she true. very well knows he should have stayed in his time. He she, died. He's she done. She just wants a man. She, she just wanted her boyfriend. I'm like, really? Like, this is it? I want my boyfriend back. I want my boyfriend back. And it was just, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was her whole, her whole motivation in this movie was like. It but. just, I don't know. I didn't feel like the badassery of Wonder Woman in this movie. Like, man, and there's a scene in the first movie where, like, it's like a very dramatic walk into, like, all of these machine gun bullets in World War One, and she's just blocking them. And it's very, like, really stylized, and her hair is flowing back, and it looks really cool. That's cool. I just felt none of that in this movie. Like, I, I, didn't, I wasn't, like, in wonder of Wonder Woman. I wasn't in awe. I think that's my biggest complaint. She she loses her powers. Instead of, instead of getting stronger, becomes weaker because of her wish to get uh, Steve back. I think maybe this movie, this is one of the things I might like about this movie is the fact that it's trying to do something different where like the superhero is just surrounded by kryptonite mm-hmm. and isn't the strong one, is actually the weak one and actually needs to overcome their personal weaknesses instead of their physical ones. True. Which isn't bad, which isn't a bad thing, but I feel like they did it in the wrong ways. They made it about Steve instead of about her. 
I mean, it is about her, but it's also about Steve. Well, it is about her. No. I don't know if it's done in the wrong way. I guess I didn't think about that aspect because even Maxwell Lord, who is the ultimate villain, at the end, you know, instead of like getting killed or getting imprisoned, like his thing is he just comes around and realizes, oh, what's really important? And then at the end, you see him hug his son. But he's definitely going to jail. He's going to go to jail, but like at least he... As a villain, you know, he's redeemed in a way. I don't think he did anything to redeem himself besides realize that he was like about to lose everything. He was so busy getting what he wanted. And then he had to realize that wanting everything comes at a price. And therefore, he gave it all up. He re- he rescinded his wish. It, it reminds me of, um, did you watch Rick and Morty? No. Well, there's this scene where like Rick is like about to die. And he's like, God, please save me. Please, please, please. I don't want to die. Please. Oh, my God. And then he ends up getting saved and he's like, ha, fuck you, God. See you later. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when, when, whenever you're about to die or you're about to like realize that your situation is completely fucked, that's when you start praying. That's when you start saying like, okay, I, I, I promise I'll be good. I promise I'll be good. I see what you're saying. Had things gone his way. He wouldn't have stopped. Yeah, yeah. he wouldn't have stopped. He would have just done whatever he wanted to do. But then his son started getting fucked. The world started getting fucked or whatever. And then he was like, oh, oh man, I, I, I think I messed up, man. Uh, can I go back, please? And then they gave him that. So it was motivated by selfish reasons, this redemption. I think so. I think so. But those suspenders, though, definitely were not. Oh, right, when he took, There's this one scene where he took them off. God damn. He should have just put them right back on. If I could find a gif of him taking <laughs> off those suspenders, that's literally all you need to watch in the movie, guys. Yeah, Sana, I would, I, I think I want to make that. Make the gif. <gasps> yes, make it. I'm capture that scene. Capture Send it to me. It. I will. <laughs> and so, I'll just watch it whenever I want. <laughs> we'll just have it on the website. It's definitely going to be on the website. One other thing I wanted to talk about is um, the dumb 80s bullshit at the beginning of this movie. I feel like this movie tried to be like all cute and shit, like Stranger Things is. With the shopping mall. The shopping and mall and like. It was all hamming it up. And like 30 people are like doing bad things at once and Diana just stops them all. It's like, dude, are you stopping like shoplifters like around the world? No, just in Washington, D.C. You're just a cop at this point? When she gets off work, like that's what she does. Well, I don't know. How is she going to do her job when she's like, oh my God, I think somebody's getting robbed. That's a lot. She's a busy woman, I guess. She's just busy, dude. There's the 80s mall and all the 80s clothes and the haircuts. I get that it's in the 80s and shit like that. But I feel like for a movie full of like murder and like death, I don't think it fit the tone that much. I don't think they should have went full Stranger Things on this. Stranger Things is like cute. Because, like, you know, there's, like, kids, and it's kids getting over all this stuff, and there's, like, oh, this, this D&D and all this other stuff. So there's going to be, like, that cute aspect to everything like that. But nothing about this movie is cute or anything like that. It's, it's like they didn't make their, up their mind what tone they were going to set. I think that's really what it comes down to is the inconsistency. Exactly. Because you're left wondering, whoa, that person died. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, they don't care about death at all. They're just like, whatever. Or like when when the nuclear bombs get launched and it's like, whoa, uh, really? We just saw like fireworks. We just saw like an 80s mall. Like, man, maybe not. (laughs) End of the world. Oh, well. I just didn't like the whole cute 80s thing just because it felt really cheesy. I don't know about you, but I went into this movie think it, thinking it was going to be kind of a more serious movie because that's, I don't know why I was expecting that. Maybe because of the title 1984. There's a lot of connotations. Oh, yeah, with, true. Like, why didn't, they, why didn't they pick 1983? Why didn't they pick 1986? 
What is it about 1984? It should have just been 1980. 1980 would have been fine. 1984, you know, you got the book, 1984. You have to think about what happened in the 80s in America. You had a lot, like you had Ronald Reagan, deregulation of a lot of industries, lower taxes on the wealthy. So you had a lot of people like going into finance and banking. And so you had all these like get rich overnight kind of things happening. A lot of Wolf of Wall Street imagery and things happening there too. But I think it needed to be well into the 80s to push off, put off this message of you can have it if you want it. Because you see, you hear that a lot in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Living in the time that we do, there's a lot of people that are dissing capitalism right now. So this movie kind of falls in line with that whole line of thought. Capitalism isn't really like presented well in this movie at all. And they're basing it off the 80s wealth and all the big like tycoons that came out of the 80s and all of that. Maybe that's what's happening with the 1984 title, because now you're well into the 80s. Because if it had taken place in 1980, it wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have seen all these like big corporations gain gain a lot more power and all of that. So I wasn't a big fan of Pedro Pascal's TV character. I thought it was stupid as fuck, but I think it was supposed to be stupid as fuck. I think they're tying it in with Trump. Oh, yeah. The blonde hair and like the hairstyle. Dude, that's it. But that's who Trump was in the 80s. He was like this New York big city tycoon. Yeah. Constantly starting businesses and then them failing and starting again. And always, always on TV. People, if they, if you miss that correlation, especially in today's world, then you're blind. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> like, blind because I totally missed that. Yeah, dude. I just, that's all I saw. I was like, oh, this is another, this is supposed to be like a Trump thing. I was too mesmerized by his voice. So. I love that it's played by Pedro Pascal, though. I wish it wasn't. I wish it was played by somebody else. I don't know. He did a good job, but I think the movie really took off when he got the stone. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think that they should have rushed everything until he got the stone. It really took a long time for him to get that stone. I know. It took him way too long, especially like in the beginning. I felt like that scene of Diana when she was young mm-hmm. doing that whole competition bullshit. I thought that t- I don't think that scene even needs to be there. What, 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 why is that even there? I thought they introduced it in the last movie. Well, I think what they were trying to do was introduce when she lost, they were saying you lost because you cheated and truth is the most important thing. So then at the end where she's giving her little speech to the world via whatever, when, when I was going to say Oberyn Martell, uh. <laughs> when, oh my God, when Maxwell Lord is in like that whirlwind and he's talking to everybody and trying to get their wishes, she's trying to talk to them saying truth is the most important thing. I don't know. She's trying to tie that. They're trying to, it's all about truth. And that's why they were, they established that. That is dumb. But I thought it was really cheesy. That's the dumb, cheesy crap. I think this movie had a hard time. Not being cheesy. No, I mean, no, it, I can tell like it was trying to be, where it was trying to be like comic hero cheesy. Then it was trying to be like Chris Nolan, Batman dark. And then it was trying yeah. to be, you know, you know, we we're talking about earlier with the tone differences. Pick one, please. I'm tired. It was a long movie. It was Jesus. It was long. Well, let's not make our own review too long. Let's let's launch into our people's reviews. People's reviews. You go first. This one is by Nathan H. He gave it five stars. And guys, it was kind of hard to find a five star review on this movie. Plenty of four stars and three and ones. <laughs> a lot of ones. But a lot of ones. But we already know what what they had to say. But anyway, Nathan H. Wonderful period piece set in the 1980s. With big hair and shopping malls, great interactions between Diana and Steve, interesting storyline, 
and great action sequences. Dot, dot, dot. Just bear in mind, this is a comic book film and not Schindler's List. Wow. I hate when people say that. I think some of the best parts of the movie are Wonder Woman and Steve. Yeah. I, they're great chemistry, I felt like. It did have an interesting storyline. I mean, yeah, there's like the whole like rape thing and everything like that. But like, it's a cool concept. Yes. You know, coming back from the dead and some dead body and then not wanting to let go and all this like kind of like lovey-dovey shit. Like that's fun to watch. And the action scenes. They were cool, I guess. It's action to action. If you only paid attention to that and you just kind of like fell asleep through everything else, I think it'd be a decent movie. I love that he called it a period piece. When I think period piece, I think like the Patriot or like Gladiator or something. But I guess technically the 80s is a period piece. It it is a period piece. But it's too recent. Okay. 40 years ago. I guess that's enough to be a period piece at this point. Yeah, like in the year 2000, if a movie was made about like the 60s, That'd be a period piece. Mad Men. Mad Men's a period piece for sure. Yeah, but so. Yeah, okay. I just wouldn't have referred to it as that. I, I don't like when people say, like, oh, um, don't c- compare it to this. You know, it's five stars for a superhero movie, but I think all movies are on the same spectrum. They're all movies. That's true. And uh, I'm sorry, but even for a superhero movie, I still wouldn't give this five stars. There's oh, better no, ones. This is trash. Dude, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's a five star. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I, I you know, we're only supposed to do one review these days, you know, we're changing it up all the time. Um, but I, I did have one that I wanted to read, one negative one that I saw immediately from uh, Ryan Cyrek who was an actual <laughs> critic. You, did you, you saw his? You saw his? Uh, yeah, I'm reading it now. <laughs> Warner Brothers it. spent $200 million to waste 2.5 hours of everyone's life as a small measure of revenge. <laughs> you think we're dumb? We'll show you dumb. Was the only studio note on the entire script, which doesn't exist because this is all fake. It has to be. <laughs> F minus. Damn. Okay. Ooh, Ryan, he cuts to the bone. I love him. I love him too. Uh, we have the same thoughts. Maybe I should look up. I should follow Ryan Sarek for that review. And yeah, he's reviews. out of Omaha, Nebraska. Plus, he's funny. Ooh. That was that was well written. That was, you know, yes. we've read we've read so many user reviews that I forgot what like a good review sounds like, or like good writing or funny writing or anything like mm-hmm. that sounds like. I think we should go back to some professional reviews. Thank you, Ryan. I love Sarek. the writing. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your cutting thoughts. So for my other review, I c- unfortunately I couldn't find James H. I searched for all of five minutes to find James H. and I could not find him. James H., if you're there, so go ahead and send me send me your review so I can read it. But this one is by Kenneth. This movie gets a lot of hate for some reason, but I loved it. The ending scene and the ending fights were amazing. And I would rank her and Max Lord's fight at the end in my top five favorite scenes in a superhero movie. Hmm. He's probably seen just this movie. Pedro Pascal was amazing in this movie. I've watched this movie five times already, and I'll probably continue watching it as well. That's more than a workday's worth of time you spent. 15 hours of this. Yeah, Kenneth, go watch at least the first Wonder Woman. Watch any other superhero movie as well. Expand your horizons. I get it. Watch other movies. There are other movies besides this. Any other movie. Watch Watch the devil all the time. Totally recommend that. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Watch it. Cool. All right. So I'm giving this movie, uh, I got three. I gave it three. Oh, yeah? 
I was just going to give it like a four and a half. Four and a half. Almost 50%. Almost 50%. That's not bad. I think Isn't five average? So it's like a little bit below average movie. You know, I can't get over like grading system in school. So like 60 is a fail. No, 60 is like good. Six is good in a movie rating world. Oh, just in the movie world. Like we're, we're exposed to like a lot of good movies, but there are also like probably 10 times as many bad movies. Like anybody can make a movie. So like if I decided or you decided to make a movie, like right now, it'd probably be like a three or four or two. This, is, this movie is really fucking bad, but it's not unwatchable. Yeah. You could watch it again if you had you to. You could. I was going to watch it again so that Johnny could watch it. But then I was like, no, there's other things to watch. Yeah, we dude, we're in the we, middle of we, a lot of shows. We can't even do what does Johnny think this episode because he was already like, oh, I used to watch Wonder Woman when I was a kid anyway. And it was he was like, it was a lot cuter and a lot more fun. And, you know, it was a little cheesy. The old version, like the old show back yeah. in the 70s and 80s. No, definitely. And he thought the original Wonder Woman was way hotter anyway. Wait, what did he think? Of, did, did he like the first movie? He thought it was okay. I mean, he 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 said it had some good action scenes, but he just really prefers the old Wonder Woman. Dude, I think he would have hated this movie. I I, I oh, think he yeah, that's just why turned it off. Yeah, and that's why I decided not to have us watch it because we probably would have both fallen asleep in the middle of the movie, and that's it. Have you ever left the theater? I've never left the theater. No, I left during Batman and Superman. Wow, that's not good. As soon as uh, Batman killed Soup, not killed him, but as soon as he beat him in a fight, I was like, oh, okay, I'll see you guys later. And I just walked out. What are we watching next? Pixar's Soul. Pixar's Soul. I don't really know what that's about. I know there's a guy dies, plays saxophone. Wow, okay, well. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like probably in the first two minutes of the movie. That's what I'm assuming Yeah, is going to happen, but otherwise I have no idea, so yeah. I'm just going to go into I'm, this blind. I've heard good things about it. I've heard bad things about it. Well, I guess we'll be the judge of that. That's true, yeah. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait to check out what the Pixar train is on today. Yeah. Well, that was it for us. Thanks for listening as always. All 10 of you are amazing, amazing, great people with whatever you're doing. Be sure to check out our <laughs> website lazyopinion.com be sure to follow us on social media at the lazy opinion for all of your lazy opinion needs follow follow my filmmaking company at third person prod because that's where i'm most active at and uh follow sauna on twitter i'm just kidding because she doesn't have it nope she has pinterest that's it try to find my pinterest i guess try to find her at your local bookshop where she's drinking coffee and wearing a mask. And living my best life. Living her best life in Spain, in Italy, <laughs> reading Italian books. <laughs> so romantic. So romantic. And it's sunset and it's golden yes. hour. Ooh, yeah. And the sun is peeking through the window. Okay. <laughs> love it. I, I would love, love this to be image. there. I, I, I want to be there right now. Okay. okay. Bye, everybody. We're going to right. Italy. Have a good one. Bye. Really. Bye.